Blog Talk Radio. To the Dante Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Dante Show. It is Monday night. It is the first Monday in May. We're going to kick it off on the Dante Show like we always do. Tonight, my special guest is the Kim Berry. I'm excited to have her on the show tonight. We're going to talk about her new book, talk about her life with Prince, talk about all the other kind of stuff that she has done, that she's going to do, that she has lined up. So if this is your first time tuning in to Dante Show. We are here every Monday night at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So even if you miss it on tonight, you can go and check us out on Apple Music. You can type in the Dante Show. You can go to Spotify, the Dante Show. Go to SoundCloud, the Dante Show. You can go on Facebook. We do Facebook Live every Monday night at 9 o'clock to go to run alongside the podcast, and then we post it also on YouTube. So if you're on YouTube and if you missed past episodes of the Dante Show, just go to YouTube, type in Dante Morrison, and guess what you're going to see? You're going to see the Dante Show. So we're trying to get out there, trying to create a buzz, trying to be great, trying to educate people. That's what it's all about. So, Kim, this is your first time on the Dante Show. What's up? Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. You are more than welcome. You are more than welcome. I'm glad to have you here. You know, so we have our Crown apple juice? Yes. I'm putting the wine glass to make us look better, but yes. I'm not lying. Yeah. I'm really cranberry <laughs> juice. You know, I don't drink libations on Facebook Live because, you know, the Saints get to thinking I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> so we're going to sip on that. we got some other stuff. i got some popcorn over here. There's, there's the sugar bee made from this homemade popcorn. Let you taste that. We're going to sample that. Okay. But let's get into some stuff. So, so here we go. Have you heard about this one? So basically, the CDC, the CDC is now saying that we should stop washing our raw chicken. All right, stop washing our raw chicken. Now, when I grew up, when I grew up, it was all about you take that chicken out that package, you put that chicken in that sink, mm-hmm. and you wash that chicken down because you have no idea, Grandma you know, name right, what's on that chicken. <laughs> but now the CDC is saying to stop washing it. They saying that you know it signs the risk of harmful bacteria to utensils and other foods and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's because people, you know, they'll either clean the chicken on the counter or they'll do something with the chicken and then they'll start touching other stuff. So you're touching the chicken with your raw hand, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. then you touch the other parts of the kitchen, you know, the fork, oh, the knife, the temper, and then folks are eating with that, then they get in the salmonella. So, Kim, what's your take on that? I say, Grandmama and them said, don't do not do it. So you can wash that chicken and wash your hands before you leave the sink. Don't play with me. Don't, don't right. do it. Clean that chicken. It was this one dude, he did a, a video um, about washing the chicken. He literally got the chicken in the sink and was pouring, like, palmolive on it. Yeah, and was washing the chicken um, in dishwashing liquid. Like talking about this is going to get it really, really, really clean. Yeah, that's going to, you're going to have to run. Right. How yeah. that chicken taste it after that? <laughs> you know, I know Dawn takes the grief away, right. but yeah. come and I think I think this is gonna be a big problem for, for black folks yeah. because if we decide to go out to a soul food restaurant or whatever, yeah. we are gonna sit back and think that they wash that chicken right. before they fried it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we real thinking about ourselves. Right. Real quick, <laughs> don't give me that washed chicken, that, that unwashed chicken. <laughs> you drop that chicken 
in the same, and you run some water on it, and you rinse it off. You know, but the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, is now saying don't wash your raw chicken. Washing can spread germs from the chicken to other food or utensils in the kitchen. And I think Kim and I both agree that is a big, fat, Nah, uh-uh. Grandma will call us from the grave. No, man. Right. Watch that person. <laughs> We've been eating watch chicken our whole life. Now, all of a sudden, we're supposed to put some dirty birds in our mouth. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. All right. And the next, the next big thing is this. So, for those of you that play the, the game Uno, y'all know the card game Uno. We all know about Uno. You know, you know, draw two, draw four, skip, reverse, all that kind of stuff. So, technically, I guess we've been playing it wrong. And they're now saying that when it comes to Uno, you are not supposed to stack your draw, your draw twos or your draw four cards. Okay. So listen. So. When I play Uno, when I play Uno, you know, it's competitive. You know, you put down that draw four, and then you put down that draw two on top of it, and that person can draw, like, 10 or 12 cards. Right. But now they're saying that it's wrong. You know, we're not supposed to play it like that. It caused an uproar on social media because everybody in the hood is, you know, we, we cutthroat when it comes to Uno. We, we cutthroat. Get that person off. Right. <laughs> Uno and Spade. If you want to get to a fight at a Black Family Reunion right. or a barbecue, you play Uno and Spade, right. and you got somebody draw, draw 12. Right. So perfect. And the whole thing will I'm sorry. Yeah. That's, how, that's how we do that. It's just like in, when you play in Spade, which one's the big joker? Which one's a little joker? Right. Some folks say the big joker has a guarantee on it. Yep. Some folks say it ain't. You know, then you got supposed to put that, that deuce of spades in there to say that trumps everything. So when it comes to cards in the black community, yeah. that's their business. Yeah. Can you ever play cards with people that just talk more mess throughout the card game? Oh. And they, they lift the card, pull in their forehead, <laughs> and oh, slam it on the table. Right. Oh, Gentrified again this area, right. they cannot take away Obama 
And it's like, are you crazy? Like, you would rather suffer through than, you know, go speak to someone that can help you break through this this crisis? So, yeah, and it's, it's like you said, prevalent now. Right. There's so many people just going through, and instead of destroying somebody else, good Lord, like, it, and it's more and more in the news every day. I can't, ooh, it's just scary. This, the evil that just comes from it. It's, it's crazy. And I think that, I think that you know, like you just said, how we were just told not to talk about it, right. like what happens in this house stays in this house. house. Right. And even and even how we were just trained to just um kind of justify the crazy or justify abuse. Yeah, you you know, if you, if you saw your, your, your aunt and your uncle or your, your aunt and her husband or boyfriend, they in the backyard fist fighting, at, you know, when they both drunk, we just laugh it off. Oh, there they go. Nikki, 
we want to say, I guess, rumors come true. Because, like, he's he's so way over there, yeah. all this speculation, all this, that. And, you know, I don't I don't know any dude, any dude that can rock, you know, some, some bootyless yellow tights on the MTV stage and yeah. still be respected. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, not one artist can put on anything that Prince wore yeah. and not get drugged by the masses. You're right. But how do you, how do you think Prince was able to get away with that and still maintain that level of respect as you, a man? You know what the trip is because um, he used to do all kind of stuff, not only just hairstyles, but uh, the, any type of clothes that he wanted, anything. And, you know, he could wear eyeliner and, and he could wear – uh, six-inch boots that came down to three inches later, but, right, you know, right, right. and I mean, the, the fans just loved him. He pushed the envelope all the time, um, and nobody questioned him. Like, it was like, oh, that's him. That's that dude. That's that dude. He could rock it, sing away, and then a ponytail, and then a rap, and then a shortcut. And, and heels. And heels. And then heels. And his backflips in heels. And all of that. And I don't understand. And they <laughs> loved him even the more the next day. Right. They loved him more. And it was just amazing to um, be a part of it. And I didn't tell everybody. I'm like, I'm glad I didn't work for Naked Prince. Because I don't know if I could have did the, the panties and the, the thigh-high boots. And, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would have wanted to look at that every day. But, uh, you know, I feel like, uh, the, the other the half of him, yeah, I said that was a beautiful experience. It was really great. Um, just traveled all over the world with that man. And um, it was just a beautiful experience, you know, and I was able to bring my family along on different trips. And, and you know, my baby ran through the halls of Paisley Park, and it was just dope. He loved kids. He loved, you know, and we would go on trips. He'd be like, bring your family. Come on, let's go. You know, and it was just beautiful um, because, you know, he, he loved being around family. He didn't have his natural family around him. Nobody even really found out about his natural family. Right. I was shocked. Yeah. And I so, was yeah. all the names trying to work. I'm like, who are these people? He didn't associate with them, and you know, and and yeah, it's interesting to see the whole dynamics how it's unfolding now. Right. You know, in front of the media, and um, yeah, it's just a trip. But he said we were the family that he created, wow. and so he loved us. He took care of us, and you know, it. He pushed us to to be our best selves. You know, um, because he to tell you know people who were around him. You literally, if you couldn't hang with him and his schedule and his agenda, you would fire yourself because his hours were long, the the work was strenuous. You know, you would be exhausted. I remember one time I was in the uh in the in his basement. He was having an after hours party, and it probably was four or five o'clock in the morning. I'm standing up, knees locked up against the wall, sleep. He said, "Kim, clap your hands." I woke up like, "Yeah." Uh. <laughs> Vocals 
not care. It's like well, just talent. It's just pretty. It's just pretty. So, so how did you? I mean, I know the story. How you first got the gig with Prince, mm-hmm. but tell them and don't get pushed to the fuck. I want them to buy the book. Look, y'all need to buy this book. It's on Amazon. Diamonds and Curls by Kim Berry. Diamonds and Curls by Kim Berry. Kim, tell them how you met Prince because I think your story is a testament to when people when people sleep. Somebody else is awake. Absolutely. You know, yes, people sleep. So all you authors are always say, I want to do this. I want to, I want to. But then you sit in back like, well, maybe one day or I wish I could. Tell them what you did to get Prince's attention. Okay. Um, I had, uh, you know, graduated from high school. After I got out of high school, told moms, I'm going to take a, a year off. You know, with the kids are now calling a gap year. And so after I sat around for a couple months, mom said, uh, what you going to do? I said, what you mean? She said, you going to go get a job? You going to go to school? Or you going to get out of my house? I said, wait, 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 wait now. You said I could sit around. She said, I could feel and find myself. She said, no, you're going to find yourself outside that door. <laughs> I said, okay. So I got mad, walked up Crenshaw and saw Pacific Beauty College, and I walked in. Let me go ahead and see what they're talking about. Walked into the beauty college, and literally, before I knew it, Mr. Goins had me signing on the dotted line. And I said, oh, Lord, what did I just do? It's the middle of the summer. And I'm like, you know, everybody going to Magic Mountain. The summer about to be cracking. I just got out of high school. And I was like, what did I do? So I came home, told mom, I said, look at this contract. I hope you're happy. And, and she said, I hope you're happy. And closed her door and walked. I said, well, wait a minute. That, that didn't end like I thought it was going to end. I said, wait a minute. You thought you want up tonight. Right, right, right. You want to bed. Right, you want to bed. I said, well, I'll be dog. So, um. I didn't know literally that she was pushing me into my destiny. Didn't know nothing about hair. Wasn't thinking about no hair. So I walked into Pacific Beauty College, knocked it down. It was a 12-month course, knocked it down in nine. I said, I got to get out of here every day. I'm not missing a day. So after I got out of there, you know, I was dating um, the bodyguard, Big Coco, and um, he took me around, Tanya, uh, you know, who was his hairstylist at the time. We had a video shoot. And so I'm looking at her table. My dad used to always say, Success is when opportunity meets preparedness. When the opportunity presents itself, will you be prepared? So I remember hanging around and seeing her table. She got this hairspray. Okay, I'm going to buy that hairspray. Okay, she was using this chair, not knowing that I would ever get the opportunity to work for him. But I was just thinking, okay, well, if this opportunity presents itself, I said, I will be ready. So she's a celebrity stylist. I'm going to be ready. Whatever. I got the same stuff celebrity stylist got. So, um, uh, one day she was talking to me, and she said, I think I'm going to quit. I said, you're not going to quit. She said, yeah, I'm going to quit. I said, she said, I said, you got the best job in the world. She said, Kim, it's not what you think. And I said, I think you have the best job in the world. She said, it's not what you think. And I was like, she said, I wanna, I'm tired of living out of a suitcase. I want to get married. I want to go home. I just want to live a normal life. And I kept saying, what in the world is a normal life when you're a celebrity hairstylist? But I didn't put two and two together. Right. And sure enough, uh, her and Prince got into an argument. And um, she quit. And see, the thing about it, Prince, you, you don't quit Prince. Prince quits you. And so the, he used to, I mean, yeah, he used to sit you off and you come back the next day. Right. You, you, you know, you work for Prince. Because you know who he is. Yeah, absolutely. So he told time, told him, you tell time to get the salon ready. They're like, uh, no, time to quit. He said, so what you mean? I don't have no hairstyle. And so he traveled everywhere around with his bodyguard and his hairstyle. And so, so those are two things he has. Absolutely. And his hairstyle. Absolutely. So he, he's getting ready to go to Germany. They go to Germany. He hated the hairstylist out there. The, uh, he wound up flat out in his own hair that night. Did it, came back. It was like, okay, let's, let's, get, let, let's get the uh, club cracking. They get the club, club, bleh, slow down, Kim. 
they get to get to the club. They call me. I like, get your portfolio. Get to the club. Now, what 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 era are we talking? What era of Prince are we talking? This is after Diamonds and Curls. Diamonds and Curls. Diamonds. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I was like. Diamonds and Curls. Y'all come on back. He said, he said, I said, don't you leave me here another two and a half hours. So he said, I ain't going to do that to you. 
and he um came about ten minutes later. Chris stuck his head in the door, and I looked down. I said, "Oh, he's little. Oh, like he uh, he was big. <laughs> I was on stage, but he was like, okay. And he said, so you know that's SWB back in them days. That Pumpkin had the long term right. nail. I had, so that's why I used to comb my hair with the nail. Oh, you had the nail. Oh, I had the nail. I was rocking it. So he, he walked in. He said, um, yeah, um. You got the job? He said, but you're going to have to leave them nails at home. He said, because I'm telling you, you can't have it in my hair. I said, oh, click, 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 click. Right. He, said, oh, he just started laughing. He said, yeah, you funny. You're going to work. He said, okay. Right. You go home. He said, go to the hotel. He said, we're we leaving for Miami in the morning. I said, what? I said, you're not getting your hair done? He said, no, I'm cool. Go ahead and, you know, get you some rest. I said, oh, my God. I called my mother like, guess what? I said, I didn't know, you know, I didn't do his hair, but I, I got the job. I got the job. And my mom uh, said, wait a minute. So we flew to Atlanta, Chicago. We went uh, about four or five different cities. And I said, what is going on? I kept calling my mother like, I don't know what's going on. He ain't getting his hair done. He just said, get what you want. Then enjoy the city. I'll call you when I need you. I said, who, who else like this? My mother said, you do. And literally, that's when my mental, my reality shifted. So you, so basically, you walked up to Prince. Dropped your portfolio. Mm-hmm. He played you off like whatever. You got gone. Then he called you mm-hmm. and said, "Your your flight leaves in an hour." Literally. Control freak. Yes. Let's say that yes. he's a control Absolutely. freak. Absolutely. Okay. Your plane. Not when can you leave? Right. But your plane leaves yes. in an hour. Yes. You dumped everything in a duffel bag. Yes. Ran to LAX. Yes. Flew to Paisley Park. Did three women's hair and his brother. Yes. Didn't do his hair. No. He came in, you got the job, take your nails off. Right. You pop all your nails oh, off. God. Without a problem. All of them go. Yes. And then you got on planes and traveled with him and you still have not done his hair. No. Mm-mm. And you've gone from city to city to city. So who was doing his hair? What no. your, he was chilling. No, he didn't have a hairstylist. So he just he, so, he can bump his hair himself. He got to use a cut knife. So everything he I can't imagine oh, Prince bumping his own oh, hair. Oh yeah, he can bump his hair. He didn't play. So he had him a little curl it out or whatever. So in between, if he caught me slipping and I didn't get there on time, or he put a little bump right, you know, little hair and go about his business. No, 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 no. You ain't gotta tell us the truth or whatever. Because <laughs> that was all his hair. Oh yeah. So every time we saw Prince, his hair grew so. That bad. was all his. Because I'll never forget long, it was the um. Well, it was on the Diamond and Pearl era when he had that feather or whatever he had, and it was a video he did walking through the train station. And when he was walking, his hair was just, and I'm like, that ain't, that can't be dude hair. That can't be dude hair. That hair was so fly. I mean, and everybody like, oh, well, he had a weave and he had a wig. No, that baby grew some hair. You hear me? So that was all his hair. I remember after the 1999 concert. And we had just did the ombre before it was even called ombre. So he had the caramel highlights in the top and chocolate at the bottom. I had hooked him up. And, oh, he was just beautiful. Had his little sparkly blue suit on, you right. know. So right after the show, you know, he guitaring it up and get this, this. He came in the next day and he's like, cut it off. I said, I'm sorry, what? He said, cut it off. I said, wait, wait, wait now. Wait now. We just grew this hair. Right, pretty, right. Pretty he said, um, Kim, cut it off. I'm going to cut it off for you. He said, I, I just wanted because it looked good playing with guitar. He said, but I'm over it. Cut it off. That was it. I said, oh, God. So I'll cut this hair. It just falls to the floor. And I was just like, oh. Just okay. here. Oh, and, and I mean, 
as fast as we cut his hair, his hair grow back. So like, so, so he didn't care. So were you around during the um when he was the symbol? Oh yeah. So you did those hairstyles. Oh like, yeah. The rainbow to the joy, fantastic. Oh my god, oh, the fuck we braid. Yeah, that was all me. that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my friends were calling me like, Kim, what's going on up there? I said, look here, now, you got to get a picture what they want. Right, right, what they want. Right, right. I said, as long as my check come on Friday, he can, we gonna stand it up to the side if he won't. That's what we gonna do. I said, get a picture what they want. And now, and you also did Super Bowl. Oh, yes, absolutely. Now, that was amazing. Now, I had curled this hair. When I tell you, I said, we finna show out. It's Miami. We down here clowning. We partying. Life is good. It was beautiful sunshine all day. Right before it's time for him to get on stage, it started pouring down raining. He said, they not going to make me go out there, right? I said, bro, this is live. What you ain't right, You ain't right. talking about this. Right, said, right. He was like, oh, man. He was like, Kim, give me a start. And I said,
and she smoked like a chimney. And, and Prince was like, mm-mm, yeah, no, I don't like her. I said, bro, this got to be the most expensive date you've ever been on. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so you done flew her whole crew out here. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I said, we yeah. could have stopped this video on Melrose. Right, like, right, right, right. I was like, what did we just right, do? Right. But when I tell you, it was just the most amazing experiences time after time. Uh, we were in this. A bathhouse in Morocco that this king, it used to be covered in gold. And, you know, of course, the pirates came and robbed and, you know, took it like the walls were covered in gold. Right, right. He had secret passages underneath the city where he could go anywhere if he was ever attacked. This place was amazing. Like, we got the Which city. video was this for? Tayama Okorazan. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so dope. And it was just amazing. Like I said, just to be able to travel the world with that man and see, you know, experience all these things. And I, I just, I, I bless God that, you know, out of everybody in the world, like, he chose me. Right. Like, God was like, and, you know, it was many other hairstylists that came and went, so I wasn't the only one, but I can tell you that I was the most consistent in his life. And I know that it was because of the God in him that saw the God in me, and we he needed that around him. Did he, did he have a... Did he have a favorite era of like his career? Was there? Cause like I know that as a as a fan, as a fan, you know we have the the revolution era, mm-hmm. then you got the new power generation era, yeah. then you got the the slave era. Yeah. You know, did did he have a favorite era? I don't think no. Mm-mm. He didn't stick to anything. He it was like once it was out of his mind, it was done. And you know, I remember being on the plane with him one time, and he was writing. You know, scribbling, throwing paper, scribbling. I'm picking up the paper, like, what's happening? You know, I was like, okay, something's going on in his mind. But I asked him, I said, are you ever just going to chill? we on our way to Hawaii. We're going to have a vacation. Right. We're relaxing. He said, no. He said he knew that he was downloaded by God to get the information to the people. Wow. He said that the music, he said, as soon as one song comes in, the next song, you know, one song goes out, the next song comes in. He said, it's a blessing and a curse, but it won't stop. And he said that. When I stop doing music, I'll die. And literally, he he knew, you know. And that's the way he literally, he died. When the, the music stopped, he died. And I think because of you, I got to see him like five times yeah. in concert. When he did the Staples Center, I got to go twice. And you, I mean, you had me right next to his feet. Yeah, literally, <laughs> you know. And I was like a kid. I could not believe I was that so where I'm looking at him, he's looking at me, yeah. and, and like, oh my God, and, and to see him live, you know, and, and I think that everyone that has seen Prince live was changed, Man. they were changed, and then he had the nerve to go to go 21 nights oh, yeah. in Los Angeles where each show was $25, oh, yeah. he's like, no matter on the phone, call all your friends and tell them that yeah. the ticket is $25, $25, yeah. no, no matter what, everybody has that. done it to this and, day, and it no was, Phenomenal, and he and gave you a show like you made a million dollars. And every single every show single was show. different. Yes, you know I went four times. I'll be because they yes. they went on sale that day yes. and they sold out that day. Yes. And it was at the form. He's pulling folks up on stage that you like. Oh my God! Yes. And then I'll never forget when you 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 know you gave. I had the whole backstage thing. Yes. And you said, "Do you want to see his dressing room?" Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and okay. Just, and just to walk in to see. You know, just and then he was a vegan. Yeah, that's what threw me off. Yeah. I'm like, it ain't no wine, oh, no nah. chicken, oh, no yeah. rolls. Yeah, just all. And you said, no, that's vegetables. That's vegetables. 
that's vegetables. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, who came? Somebody came up to her with us, and they, they were like, so I heard this to know me, too. And I said, oh, absolutely. Right. Every time I would come home, you know, I'd be done lost a pound. And everybody would be like, well, how do you lose that weight? I said, when you're in Rome, you got to do what the Romans do. I was juicing. I was vegetables. I was doing right. whatever he did. I used to make his, his juice, you know. And so it was just amazing, like I said, too. When I laid out the dressing room, you know, uh, his socks, his shoes, his his clothes, you know, I held with wardrobe. Nobody had one job. All of us backstage did everything. So we all helped with everything. So it, it was not uncommon for um, wardrobe to be grabbing hair stuff and hair people to be grabbing wardrobe stuff. Like, we knew that we all just had to get this man to the stage. And so it was just a phenomenal thing to um see it unfold, and, right. and, and, you know, and, and you were on the job training because nobody really knew because it changed because he would come in one day and be like, didn't I tell you put black next to orange and orange yes. next to black? And then I come in yesterday, he said, I put green next to black. I said, you said put orange next to black. So, yeah, you literally had to be on your toes right. 24-7 because right. that man had to be fabulous. He had to be beautiful. He did not play. He would call me at five o'clock in the morning. Kim, what you doing? I was like, uh, I was. I had to get up to answer the phone calls. Which right. me? He said, uh, can you come do my hair? I used to be like, what? And I'm like, it's five o'clock. Right. And he was the prettiest man, and would get his hair done and go to bed. And I'd be like, who gets their hair done and go to bed? I was like, but yes, Prince did. Prince did. He was that. That boy was pretty all did the he, time. Did he ever? I mean, cause he. I mean, I'm sure he saw all the criticism and all the, the comments and all that stuff, did any of that ever bother him? I think so. But for a long time, he wouldn't look at the Internet. And then all of a sudden, he became more and more. He knew that it was the wave of the future, so he knew he had to get involved. So he, you know, started, you know, peer-to-peer and, you know, other little events, that uh, 1-800-NEW-FUNK, and he started, you know, talking to the fans and finding out what they like. He used to ask, you know, all of us on the team, like, what's happening in your neighborhood? What do they like? What do they want to hear? Mm-hmm. And I remember when he was uh, making Get Freaky, Let Your Head Bob, and he was like, Kim, let me play something for you. He's like, I need, I need another voice. And he was like, you, you want to go in the studio? And I was like, no. He was like, if I can't sing, he said, I can make it sound like whatever I need you to sound like. I said, what? And <laughs> we went in the studio, and he put me on the, on the track. And I'm like, get freaking. And that's a hip hop. <laughs> and to this day, that's my favorite joint. That's because I know I'm in there somewhere. I was like, that was so bad. Man, I'm telling you, we had the best experiences ever. And so, it was just amazing, but yeah, we didn't care it, with the fans if they thought it was a, a wax song. If he knew I was bouncing my head, he said, "Yeah, that's the hit right there." But what did he? What did he think about about music? Other artists? Did he have favorites? Um, Who did he listen to? You know what he said? He didn't listen to other people, but he really did. Like before the show, I used to tell people the concert was really inside his dressing room. Before the show, like he would put on Bebo Bryce and. Uh, uh, what's my boy name? Uh, Jeffy Osborne. A baby. He would go in on the. And, and you know, Prince had range where he could dig deep and go yeah. from the very white right. to Mariah Carey. Right. And so, I don't know how he before he went on stage, he would be warming up to these songs. Really? And, oh, I would be sitting by the door and just going in, like, and I'm like telling people, y'all, the real concert is in here. Y'all, y'all, miss, y'all better come over here. It was strange, baby. So Left on, yes. but I think only the diehard fans know the B-side songs. Yeah, you know it's like the groupies know all of the stuff that's out there. You never, yeah. but like, like the, my favorite song by Prince is the one. Oh yeah, that is my that's favorite yeah. song by Prince 
is the one. Yeah, it's, it's a song you can't find on iTunes, yeah. Apple Music. You gotta know the big side. Yeah, but and when he played it in concert at the Staples Center, I was standing there weeping. He <laughs> would do that to me. Tears yeah. started coming down my face because he was on a on a swivel bar stool mm-hmm. swimming around in circles. Playing it. If you're looking for the man, I I'm, I was just like, oh my god! And I understood why women literally would walk out drenched, exactly below the belt, right? Exactly. You know, because he had this essence That's and this feel. aura That's about true. him. Even though he's sitting up there in tight mm-hmm. and six inch heels, yes. you still like Prince can get it. Yeah, all the time. But you let a dude that's dressed like Prince walk up to you in the mall right. and ask for your phone number, and you'd be like. <laughs> So 
everybody is just figuring out what can we do to keep giving, what can we do, you know, with that's our hashtag, what Prince taught us. So we just constantly just trying to be better people and trying to empower the people that are around us. And so that's what I've learned um, because that's what he did, you know. And so that was just an amazing experience of being there with him, watching him grow us all up, you know, because he pushed you to your limit. But, you know, everything that he pushed you to, he was already commanding her himself. So we knew that we had to rise to the occasion. It was never uh you slacking, you got fired. You slacking, you can go home. He put right. you on a plank that night. He didn't play. How did you? How did you deal? How did you deal with the news? Oh man, that was crazy. I was driving down the street and because um, he wasn't just your boss, right? No, we were family, and so yeah. that's what was the the level that we left hairstylist and client way back in the day, mm-hmm. and literally. Um, we became family. Like I said, he told us that we were the family he created. He he put us around us. He knew everyone that was in place, uh, from the, the 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 crew, you know, saying all the way up to his lawyers. You know, he said that we were the family he created. So we rolled with him. You know, we 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 did everything he he needed done. I served that man as if he was God himself. You know, and um. It, it was just crazy because my friend called me and said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm driving down the street. He said, you need to pull over. And I said, pull over. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, Kim, you need to pull over. I pulled over. He said, pull up TMZ. And I was like, I ain't pulling up TMZ. And he said, um, yeah, you need to pull up TMZ. So I'm thinking, okay, fatality at Paisley Park. I thought, oh, so it's probably some broad he's with. And um, my boy Rodney called from CBS, head cameraman up there, and he said, uh, Kim, we going live in five minutes. I need you to know. And I said, know what? He said, Prince was in the van, the coroner's van. And I said, what? And I lost it. And at this point, the phone is blowing up. Bing, 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 bing. Text messages, Facebook, all around the world. Fans are hitting me like, is it true? Is it true? Is it true? And I was like, y'all got to give me five minutes to process this. I was like, I just found out. And my phone just got hot. It just overheated and shut itself off. Like, it was just crazy. I, I was stuck in that spot for four and a half hours just screaming and, wow. and, and, and hollering because I'm like, you know, our running joke in the camp was, he was like, I'm going to live forever, you know, and literally his music will be around, just the music in the vaults, let's talk about that. Right. He will live forever. It's, we, our grandchildren will hear music from friends, right. you know, and it, it I, man, I was devastated. I jumped on a plane. I got out Paisley Park. I just wanted to be like, I'm the one that's going to do his hair. I'm putting him fly in the casket, but it was too late. They had already cremated him. And, um, so it was like the same day. Yeah, it wasn't. They did not wait. It was, they cremated him. And that made me even more distraught. I was really like, what is happening? We don't get to say goodbye. Right. Like the initial crew don't get to say goodbye. Like, hold up. We was family. But, you know, it was out of their control. Was that was in will? Um, no, they we don't know, you oh, know, okay. if I believe there was a will, but you know, it is what it is. Right. And so, um, yeah, they, they cremated him and it was it was a sad turn of events. But um, you know, he lives on. And it's so funny because everywhere I go, I go in the library, he's there. I go in the grocery store, he's there. You know, I bought the food. I went out. We went out to the celebration of Prince this year, and I bought. Went up to the restaurant, bought some food, and it was nineteen ninety nine. And I said, "You got jokes, really?" <laughs> I said, "Okay, you following me?" I was like, "Okay, I got Leave it." Leave me alone now. Yeah, right. right. So I'm about to business. Right. So, yeah. right. I mean, it's just constant reminders all the time, you know. And um, did you call him Prince? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. During the time when he challenged to the symbol, I used to just say, sir. He said, I noticed now that since, you know, he told Oprah, since uh, I changed my name to an unpronounceable symbol, he said, I get a lot more respect now. People call me sir. Uh, and most of the time, like I said, if you walked in the room, he was watching you. So you didn't have to really say nothing. But if he wasn't having his back turned to me, I'd hit the table, I'd knock on right. something. Uh, you know, and make it turn around. And, right. You know, just because I didn't want to say nothing. I was like, what the heck am I going to call it? And then I remember the day when he changed his name back. After he, you know, because all of that was money for mm-hmm. So when he changed his name back, and I, I'm telling one of the bodyguards, I said, he wants to speak to you. And he said, he opened the door, and he said, who are you talking about? And I said, you. And he said, who is he? And I said, oh, we can call you Prince again? I didn't know. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was, it was, like I said, it was always right. constant joke right. for him. Like, he was like, who he talked about? I was like, uh, who, he got a name. <laughs> I said, he do? Like, oh, where, where's his name? Where, where's his name? <laughs> right, yeah, right. so, I mean, it was just event after event. Like, man, it's like, I will have stories to tell my children's children. And, um, it just, it was just a beautiful experience to be able to walk alongside that man. It was just Amazing, absolutely amazing. And my co-host, uh, my co-host just chimed in. Dana just chimed in. Hey, he said, Dana. He said, "I miss y'all tonight." Yeah. I met Prince when he was at the forum. He did a concert for the VIP members after his two-hour concert. Yeah. My relative Cassandra was his keyboard player. Oh. I was, Cassandra, your relative? <laughs> I know Cassandra. She used to play for Hallel. Yeah, she was bomb. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I was so nervous. I froze. I was like, "Um, what do I call you, Prince, Mr. Prince?" He just burst out laughing. He said, call me friend. He was cool, gave me a few encouraging words regarding my career. I even got to go on stage after the show, took a picture on the poor piano with a thousand lyrics written on it. Never going to forget that day. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. So, so was, he, was he approachable? Sometimes, you know, because he was a true Gemini. So, you know, I used to call that mean twin. I used to call him Hollywood. Okay. Uh, and that's when, and so because I was the closest to him, so I'm, you know, come out doing his hair. And so the, the, the crew would, you know, be walking around, and they look at me, and I'd come out, and I'd be shaking my head like, they would scatter. Everybody scatter like work. Because on that mean day, that was the day you step on the crack, you could get fired. You could go, well, that's the way you walk today. So, yeah, he did not play, like, so I, I had to know, you know, I, I've told people I learned how to bob and weave because I knew which day to laugh and joke with him, and I knew which day to curl his hair and get the hell out of his way. Got so, it. yeah, so when you when you figure that out, you know, a lot of people, you know, kept trying to be his friend and kept trying to be his buddy, and, and, and you know, I was like, the closer to the sun, you're going to get burned. You know that, right? So you might just want to stay on that. People used to say, oh, well, he don't talk to me. You really, you want it that way. You really want that way. Because the minute he's right, right, right. Right. that means you're going to lose right. your job pretty soon. Right. So that's why I'd be like, no, no, you right. want to stay on the outside. But people didn't get it. And, and that's how I said, when Tanya told me, Kim, it's not what you think. When I walked him out of her shoes, I said, Lord, that was a heavy, that mantle was serious, you know. Um, so you did what twenty years? Yeah, twenty plus years, almost twenty nine years. So Good it was Lord. it was it was amazing. Like I said, it was there for some of the best times and some of the lowest points of his life. You know, you did almost thirty years. Yeah, with Prince. Yeah, and, and, cutting, yeah. cutting, and bobbing on jobs that long. Right, right. And that's what I said. So that's why I'm like, we left hairstylist clients long time ago. Right. And we literally became family. Like I remember one time we were shooting a movie. And it's still not named, but um, uh, I mean, there's another movie out there. Yeah, uh, yeah, they thirty one twenty one under the you know the, oh, the okay. guys. Uh, so it'll come out. You guys gonna see it. They selling everything else. I'm sure they gonna sell right. that. Okay, so, okay. Um, it it we 
was shooting a movie, but DJ Quick was in the studio next door to us. So DJ Quick walked past the studio, and I'm like, oh, my God, DJ Quick. And he looked at me and said, really, Kim? And I said, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking at the next potential client. Right, right, right. And, right. and people used to crack me up. And I, same thing when I seen Jamie Foxx. And he walked in and, and, you know, passed me, and I'm just like, oh, my God. And then he's like, and then he was like, really, Kim? Like, really? Like, really? And people right. was like, you work for Chris. Like, why are you getting excited? Yeah, about you I said, because Chris. he's like my brother. That's like the furniture now. We've been together so long. That's, yeah, I'm like, every now and then I look in the mirror and go, Kim, do you know who that is? Right. Yeah. Like, that but is I guess you, you're so used to it. Yeah, I was used to yeah, I was used to him. And, and people used to say, you know, and I was never a fan, so to speak, because, like, you were talking about the B-sides and all that right. kind of stuff. I, I did not know his music. I remember one night we were in a club, and I'm jamming to Beyonce, and we just rocking over the after party. We just hanging out. And then, you know, one of his songs came on, and I just got quiet. And he said, so let me get this straight. So you know all the Beyonce music, but you don't know my brother. Boss, I'm going to go buy that CD. Right. I, I promise I'm going to learn that stuff. And, boy, we were just that's okay. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Oh my God! But people don't believe me when I tell them. Like I was not a Prince fan. I mean, I enjoyed the live music and everything about that. But like, if you get to asking me, what about this video? And what about the B sides? And what about no? Right. No, I don't know nothing in the middle. I don't know. I know Purple Rain. I know Little Red Corvette. I know when Doves Cry. <laughs> yeah, but probably, I know that probably you know the Everybody that worked for him was a star in and of themselves. Mike Philly, Maceo, uh, Cassandra Keys, um, uh, Morris Hayes, you know, all of them were, they were stars. Rhonda right. Smith, in and of themselves. So every year it would be like, you know, when he recreated his band, John Blackwell, God rest his soul, one of the most amazing drummers I've ever seen in my life. John, um, John, and yeah, John and was man, that boy was a beast. He was and a it beast. was so great. To, to see that everything, Candy Dolfer, and you know, um, man, the, the list just goes so on. How does it make? How does it make you look at concerts now? Oh, everything is fake. Everything is, you know, the the the, the music boxes and the, you know, I mean, because he made you appreciate. He his hashtag was real music by real musicians. Like no synthesizers, no, you know, that right. brother just. Oh my God! Everybody he brought around, and look, uh, Andy, uh, Andy Allo, and and um, man, I so many people. You know, Third Eye Girl when he created that rock band, like it was like whatever he was feeling, he was gonna create and make it he happen. Didn't, he didn't really stay in a genre. No, never. You know, he did it. And you know, just, when you talk about writing other music, I didn't know that he wrote Manic, uh, just another Manic, Manic Monday. Monday. I think that yeah, the I said, what? Yeah. What is that? And I asked one of my homegirls, and I said, what, Manic Monday? Yeah. And she was like, kill. Yes, he wrote that song. And I said, oh, my God. I oh, you did with the I did it I'm not sure that he said oh, what he did with my I was like, who I mean, like, and when I look up, you know, all the songs that he wrote, I was like, that dude was amazing. Right. But you couldn't put him in a box. Do you think, and I know this might be, be touchy, mm-hmm. but because of all that he poured out mm-hmm. and all that he gave, do you think he was ready to go? Yes. He had lived his life, and um, and nobody had rock like him, and, and he was ready. And the great part about it is because we talked about his spirituality. We dealt with, you know, him and his God. He knew right. God for himself. Right. And he said, I'm good. 
you know, I made him because you know, he, you know, he was so in tune. Absolutely. And like we always talk about, you know, um, frequencies, mm-hmm. and he was just so there. Absolutely. You know, At and like time. his energy was just there. Yeah. So I, I, I struggle to think that his death was a shock to him. Yes. I believe that something told him, yes. you know, and that, okay, well, we're starting to wind this down. Mm-hmm. We're going to land this plane because you poured so much of you out. Absolutely. You know, um, I said that in one of the interviews uh, after he passed away. I said, I know when he got to the gates of, uh, of heaven that literally he said, everything you put in me, I left it on the stage. He gave them everything he had. That man was the most amazing like they call him prolific icon mm-hmm. in the world. He was just that. And, and I mean, just to be a part of that. I used to tell my mom, I feel like I'm watching the soap opera, but I'm actually a character right. in, the, in the soap right. opera. Right. And I'm like, but it was playing out right before my very eyes, the most amazing, uh, like I said, people and places. And, you know, um, like I said, I've traveled places that my friends are reading in books about. Right. And, and, and just... Man, it was just amazing. And the thing about it is that your your first time out of the city was with him. Right. You know, it wasn't like, you know, you had been traveling. Right. So your first time hop on the plane right. and all that was to go right. and be with yes. Prince Rogers Nelson. Yeah, and to hear about Pansy Park, you, you know, I thought it was a song. And, you know, and then to pull up to these gates and this big, beautiful building, and I'm just like, so it does exist. Like the right. M&M commercial, you know. Right. And right. it was just amazing to be escorted up the back steps and then to know that for years that that would be our you know, sanctuary in our compound, and, 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 man, it just turned into the most amazing life ever. Like, you know, I blessed God, and I wouldn't trade nothing for my journey. You there know, you it was I all it. worth it. It was every every heartache, every time I got mad and said I wanted to quit, and my mother said, no, we're going to pray you through this. Right. You know, that's right. And he used to clown all the time. He was like, you and your mama got the 911 hooked up with God. He <laughs> said, tell your mama don't pray for me. Right. I, I, I want to do something crazy. I was like, no, sir. Right. No, sir. Right. Yeah, so it was just so dope. And he loved, like I said, he loved family and he loved people. And, man, he was just awesome. You know, loved his fans. And, and, you know, and, and everybody's like, do you think he knew how much we loved him? Absolutely. That man was his no. Yeah, that man knew. And yeah. he knew he was great. And he knew that he was downloaded by God to bring the music to the people. He knew what he was here for. And he had to get it out. And I love he, it. He did it. He did it his way. And, and, you know, he outsmarted every record company and every label. He wouldn't, you know, and I remember at one point, contract, we couldn't say nothing with con in it. Concept, concept, you know, condom, you couldn't say condom. Yeah, condom, no, he was like, no, I don't hear nothing about no contract. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, take him, watch him out, watch him out. Like, it was just a learning experience watching him do his thing and, right. and just be amazing.
And he was wow. like, like, he's just going to be regular. He's like, I'm going to buy a TV. I said, you got a hundred TVs. Right. But he wanted to, like, want to buy a TV because he was in the mall. Right, <laughs> right. I'm in the mall. In the mall. Like, I'm walking through the mall. I, he said, Kim, I ain't walking through the mall since I was a kid. He shut and down the mall. Shut, shut it down. Because all the stores, uh, the, the employees looking through the window like, Look at Prince Walker and Jesus. And he just was chilling, like, and I said, I got to do that with him. Right. And I tell everybody, little girls from the hood did good. You know what I mean? Because I walked alongside one of the greatest musicians in the world. And that's what I want to be able to bring. Ever. Ever. And I want to be able to bring that to the masses and tell them that that he was just an okay dude. He was just bomb, like, as dope as he was. He was just, you know, some moments he was quiet and didn't want to be bothered. And, you know, and like I said, them be the days where I just hurry up and curl his hair and get the hell out of the way. Like, he would have to come looking for me. He'd be like, where's him at? Like, you know, and I'd be in an office somewhere high. Because I'm like, no, he ain't in a good mood today. But, you know, I learned how to do it. You know, I learned to bob and weave. But that's what kept me around for so long because he he knew that I knew him. And he said, one day he said, you know, I got like 10 personalities, right? I said, yeah, I done met them all. And they all know you had instruments. Yeah, no, yeah. I was like, no, I know. It's all Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Right, right, yeah. And so, but it was just amazing. So, even in his down days, it was just amazing to be around him, to be able to pray for him. Every time I touched his head, I anointed his head with oil. Like, I made sure, like, you know, say, did they know he was coming? Absolutely. Between me and my mama, my mama, I remember calling Bishop some days, and I'd be like, Bishop, give me this scripture, because me and Prince were battle on, on scriptures. And, and, Bishop, and Prince would be like, oh, no, this scripture says this, that, and the other. And I'd be like, he said, you need to come talk to my elders. I said, no, you need to come talk to my elders. I said, <laughs> I was like, you play this way. I was like, so when you come to my church, then I'm going to go to your church. So, but I went to church with him all the time. We went by church. Church. Oh, you know, Jehovah with us when he went there. Right. But I mean, they, they, it was, oh, yeah. He just walked in. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, they, and in Minnesota, he was the, the neighborhood homeboy. So they treated him like he was, you know, like, so yeah. that's Peter over there, you know. Prince would walk into the Kingdom Hall Absolutely. as Prince. As Prince. And be like, and bring a whole crew with him. Like we would all be up beside him, and, and nobody was bothered. No, uh, uh-uh. study the Word of God, and and the Bible study was real intense. I loved it, you know. And people like, you know. And at one point, he was gonna fire people because they wouldn't convert to Jehovah Witness. And I was like, no, sir, no, no, no sir. No. I said, no, no, no. we don't, we don't start that. I'm, I'm Jehovah Witness. I, I know God, and I witness to people. I'm right. like, I'm good. <laughs> I was like, well, right, I said, right, but no, yeah. I'm gonna be. A, Chris, you know, you need an HR. Right, right, yeah. exactly. And you know, and he didn't push the envelope with me. Right. He was like, all right, Kim, I'm gonna leave you alone. Please. And he's like, well, come on and study with us. Okay, I go study. Study. Yeah. I convert. I ain't convert. Now, and I mean, he had some people that literally left their religion to be with him. To be with to, him. And I was just like, woo, like I ain't changing God. Yeah, I was like, now I'm like, wait a minute, now I was like, really? And 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 didn't pan out for him too well. The ones that did. So anyway, I was like, I tried to tell you. Yeah, I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. I in and of itself to be there, but I, he studied every religion in the world, but all roads led back to Christ. Back to Christ. It was, and, and he knew it, and, and that's what people like, you know, did he know what yes. he did? He was absolutely good. And then here's my, here's my last question. Quiet last question, y'all. Listen, I'm talking to Kim Berry, author of Diamonds and Curls. Diamonds and Curls. 29 years rolling with rock royalty. Prince, we're saying rock we're saying rock royalty. Not just not just Bubba, you know, Prince. 
Kim Berry sitting next to me, these hands used to touch the scalp of Prince. You make me so confused. The beautiful one we always seem to lose. That one. This book is available on Amazon.com. Just go to Amazon.com, type in Diamond and Curls. This is the Diamond. This is the Curls. Kim Berry. There's also a Diamond and Curls website. Yes. In the letter N curls, C U R L Z dot com. www.diamondsncurls.com. All right. So check this out. Support Kim Berry. Support Kim Berry. And if you enjoy the story, go to Amazon and leave a a review for me. And, and, And I'm telling you, we had a whole hate campaign that was formed against me before the book came out. And, no, you know, they didn't want to give a sister a chance. But I'm telling you, it's a great read. I made it short and simple. Everybody says that when they pick it up, they can't put it down. They read it in one day that, that I've been getting such great. So now the love is pushing out the hate, and it's been a beautiful experience. And I can't wait, like I said, to, to come to a city near you where, you know, the book tour is forming day by day. We're going to hit New York, Chicago, yeah. Atlanta, um, you know, the D.C., uh, we're gonna we're gonna hit all the major cities, and then you know we're gonna double back to some small ones. Um, we're gonna do the Bay Area. We we gonna do it up real big. So you guys follow. You know, go to the website diamondsandpearls.com. Um, we are um up to some big things. Um, we got some great things. So just follow. There's a media a page where you can see everywhere that Kim Berry will be. Um, oh, in Los Angeles, May 23rd. Everybody come out who's in Los Angeles, May 23rd. Um, 8 p.m., we're going to be at the GS Sports Bar and Grill. Um, Mike Dizzle is opening his doors to us, and we are going to go in there and do it real big L.A. style. So that's going to be a major book signing that night. So everybody who bought the book, bring your books to the, to the GS, and there will be books for sale there um, that night. Um, we are going to get it in. It's going to be L. Young is going to perform. We're going to have Blue Mitchell there. I will tell you all all the surprises. So it might be so May 23rd, 8 p.m. It's going to be a meet and greet. It's going to be a book signing. It's going to be off the chain. So we're going to set L.A. off right. Oh. So May 23rd, you guys come out, and it's going to be awesome. May 26th, I'm going to be at the Indigo Club. It's a cigar lounge at the Indigo Hotel. And um, we're going to be there, so that's going to be awesome. So like I said, check the website. All the dates will be popping up as they, you know, they come up, uh, available. But um, follow me. You know, it's going to be awesome. Um we're going to start doing some uh, live videos, um, tutorials is going to be happening. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Enzo is going to be, you know, one of our, our corporate sponsors. Uh, Ashley Stewart is coming on board with me. And to God be the glory, you know, if you guys want to be a part of this vision and, and get us to the masses, that's what we're doing. So if you know anybody, you know, that wants to corporate sponsors, we, we hey, bring them on, www.diamondsandcurls.com. So May 23rd, L.A., come on out. That party with your girl is going to be off the chain. Yes, yes. She woke up. Yes, yes, She woke yes. up right there, y'all. She woke up right there. Yes. Here's my last question for you, Kim. Yes. Because you were so close to Prince. You were so close to Prince. How did Prince feel about the tribute to him? He, he really didn't like tribute. <laughs> <laughs> he really did and, and uh, you know, I remember one in particular. Oh my! And uh, <laughs> uh, he was, I remember one in particular. Yeah, and and he I was one of our real sour notes. And he just kept looking. And he was like, "Oh, sour!" 
like old milk. Yes. Like that. He was not he was not excited. He didn't like people. He said he didn't like anything that had to do with like idols, you know. It, he did not like that. He didn't want to, you know, he the whole paying tribute, like he loved when Patty was doing it, you know. Yes. But uh, but Patty was like Prince Second Mama. She was always at Patty's party. It was just beautiful. Yes. And so it was just, she was always always at Patty's party. So Patty was like his second mom. I don't know I don't know that close. Oh, I know he's right for her. Always. He, he, I know he's going to shock her. Oh, yeah. You know, but I know Patty was always Oh, like man, we, it, it was beautiful. I'm telling you, you could open the doors of Patty's Park, and you never know, like a, a box of chocolate, you never know who was going to be there. I wow. walked in one day, D'Angelo was in there. I was like, <gasps> like before he got big, you know, and it was just amazing. And, you know, Princess just taking him under his wing, giving him all this advice and information. And, like, man, you got it. You got it. You know, and he man, it, it was just amazing. So he didn't like the tribute, no, because he didn't like people blowing him up Absolutely. or elevating him. Yes. And then there was one tribute in particular that he really did not like, no, because the artist was singing some very sour notes. Yes. So let me see. So if you're on Facebook Live mm-hmm. and you're watching this, if you think you know who the artist was that was hitting those sour notes. Go ahead and type it in the comment section. I don't and let's see it. if we're all on the same page. Let's see if we're all in agreement. He loves Kim, not, Kim is not going to say the name. No. She's not going to say the name. No, no, no. But, and then but, we love Patty LaBelle. And, yeah. And who else? He's like Michael Jackson. You know what? He did like Michael Jackson. That was a good uh, business uh, rivalry. It kept words going. He used to clown all the time. He'd be like, how you going to be the king when you first got to be the prince? Like, you know, uh, that was his right. funny self. Right. So, but he he had mad respect for Michael, but you know he used to say <laughs> he used to say Michael is the Disneyland version of the music. He said, but me, you want you want it rugged and raw, you got to come through me. Right, so right, right. He he knew you know they both had a place in the in the industry, and and it was just it was a good thing to see, and he kept. We used to laugh because we used to watch, read the tabloids while we were getting his hair done all the uh-huh. time. And so he would, we would look, he'd be like, I hate Michael Jackson. Really? Like, really? really? <laughs> and that was the thing yeah. when I was little. Yeah. They would always have this Prince and Michael Jackson yeah. beef on the cover right on magazine. And it was so far. And Word of Magazine. Yeah. Who's better? Who's greater? Right. Who's this? Who's that? Yeah. But it was two totally different sounds. Right. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't play Prince. Right. I could play Michael right. all day. Yeah, but, you know, but and, and then looking at the comments, you know, people are chiming in, I would say, yes, we're all on the same page with the artist <laughs> that, <laughs> with the artist that was a little sour, <laughs> a little tart, you know, that came out <laughs> singing a Prince song <laughs> to Prince uh-huh. and sounding like the bottom of my left shoe. <laughs>
y'all. Make sure to tune in next Monday for another episode of the Dante Show. Follow the Dante Show on Blog Talk Radio. Follow the Dante Show on Apple Music. And follow the Dante Show on YouTube. You can go to YouTube and type in Dante Morrison. You'll see the Dante Show come up, and you'll get a chance to see all of the past videos. So share it. Share it with your friends. Tell your friends to follow and all that good jizzy, jizzy jazz. All right? So I appreciate y'all. I love you. Until next week, be blessed. And we are out. Go play some print. Go play some print, y'all. <laughs> make it happen, make it happen, make it happen. So, Kim, thank you no, so much. No. We're going to close it out with, with Prince. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you.